0: Welcome to the Ray of Hope Church podcast. We believe that hope changes everything, so get ready for an encouraging message from the Word of God. We pray that you would receive wisdom and revelation as you grow in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning. Aren't you glad about the blood of Jesus? What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Anybody know how to shout in this house? Come on. Lord, we bless you today. We give you praise and glory and honor. God is good. Pick up your Bible, and we're going to start where we left off last time. We're going to talk about extraordinary faith. Luke chapter 18, verse 27. This is a conversation that Jesus and the disciples are having about who can be saved. Have you ever looked at anybody and said, I wonder if they can be saved? Come on now. They've looked at you that way. Notice this, verse number 27. The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Can we say that together? Here we go. The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Now, the rest of you wake up. Here we go. A lot of gusto, a lot of energy. We're going to say it again. The things which are impossible with God are possible with, with God. I, I. Let's say that again. Somebody messed that up. I think it was Randy. No, it's, it's me. Okay, here we go. Here we go. The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Okay, I got it right. Let's pray. Father, thank you. For our time together, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy, your glory. Thank you for allowing your word to come alive in our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here today. I brought this to the pulpit this morning things that people have said in 1959. Now I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand if you remember 1959 but here are some of the sayings, if a few people want to risk their necks flying across the country that's fine but nothing will ever replace trains. Do you think that churches will ever allow women to wear slacks to their services? I don't think that they will ever raise the price of coffee to 15 cents but if they do I'll have to just drink mine at home. They've never heard of Starbucks have they carry? if they raise the minimum wage to over a dollar an hour no one else will be able to hire someone Do you realize in 1959 the minimum wage was one dollar an hour no sense in going on a trip these days if the hotel rooms are gonna cost nearly fifteen dollars a night did you hear that the post office is thinking about raising the price of a stamp to 10 cents well 59 they thought I don't know if these things would ever be possible the scripture we read it is kind of a debate an argument a a dialogue a discussion about who can be saved because if you go back and look at the context they're talking about rich people now understand rich people back then many of them were very cruel overbearing took advantage of the poor many of them got rich because of that and so they said can a rich man be saved and that's where we get this concept of a camel going through the eye of a what? of a needle it looks like it's what? impassable impassable but this is what the Lord said he said with men it's impossible but with God all things are possible that's the context of this passage Uh, sometimes you look at people like Hitler and Pol Pot or Stalin or Lennon or some of the people that uh, we see throughout history and we think could those people ever 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 be saved it seems almost impossible doesn't it but with God all things are possible sometimes we think I have failed too much I've I've grieved people too much I've had too many, too many things happen to me I'm a bad person a wicked person how many of you know those people don't understand the grace of God his grace is deeper than your sin his mercy is greater than your iniquities so therefore when we look at this there are a lot of things in life even salvation for some people they think this is impossible but the scripture says with God all things are possible I thought about changing gears this week and I never could get away from this so you get installment number six of Extraordinary Faith and some of you are saying well goodness gracious pastor you've been preaching about faith for six weeks get off of it well without faith it's impossible to please God I mean you just can't please God without faith I uh, I come across this this week and you've seen the movie and many of you have read the book it's Lewis Carroll's classic Alice in Wonderland. How many of you remember that that movie, Alice in Wonderland? Listen, if you have kids or grandkids or great-grandkids, you've seen that movie, right? So the the, the picture is this, and and this is uh, not only the, the movie but the book. Alice comes to this door that's very tiny. The doorknob is a talking doorknob. I mean, you know those, don't you? A talking doorknob, and Alice is so big she can't get through the door. Now, this is the dialogue. Alice, I simply must get through the doorknob. Sorry, you're much too big. Simply impassable. Alice, you mean impossible. Doorknob, no impassable. Nothing is impossible. How many of you know the doorknob read Luke? (laughs) So here she is. She's huge. She needs to get to the garden, this beautiful garden on the other side of the door. She's too big to get through the door. And she looks over and notices on the table this little vial that says, what? Drink me. So she drinks the vial. She shrinks down where she's able to get through the door. But the problem is, is she left the key to the door on top of the table. Now she's tiny. She can't get to the key that's on the table. There's a little bitty cake there that says eat me. And so she eats the cake and she balloons really big and she gets the key. Now she's so big, she can't get back through the door. So she has to drink the vial again to shrink down. This is up and down and up and down. Kind of like your life, isn't it? I mean, I need to get here. I need to get there. This seems impassable. I can't get through here. How do I do that? I've got a lot of obstacles. I've got a lot of disappointments. A lot of things out there against me. How do I do that? Seems impassable. But how do you know nothing's impossible? Take your Bible very quickly. Turn with me to Exodus chapter 14. This is a passage you're very familiar with, and you know you think about the children of Israel coming out of uh, Egypt and here they are They're trying to get to the promised land and they've overcome all of these plagues and the first part of the plagues not only happened on the Egyptians how many of you know they're 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 across the entire country even the Israelites experienced some of the first plagues but there was a point the plagues quit affecting the Israelites God shielded them and caused them not to be affected by those plagues but the Egyptians went through all that Sometimes in our life, just because we overcome one difficulty, it doesn't mean that we're not going to have another difficulty. Jesus said this, in this life, in this world, you will have tribulation. He didn't say you might have it, or I think you might have it. He said you will have it, right? We're living from one difficulty to another difficulty to another. That's why we have to live from faith to faith, glory to glory. We are facing all these things young people you're going to face them as you get older and when you get older you think you got a handle on it guess what new difficulties it's the golden years right Carrie and I've been laying some flagstone in our backyard and uh, this morning when I got up I thought gee I heard all over (laughs) you ever been there I mean I I felt like you know I'm sore and my back hurts and my legs hurt and my feet hurt I think the only thing didn't hurt was my hair (laughs) and you think well you know you go from one thing to another thing to another thing so let's hit the rewind button for a little bit this morning let's go all the way back they've left Egypt they're headed to the promised land seems like everything's going good so here they are they get right up to the coastline and then boom this happens look with me at verse 7 Exodus chapter 14 600 chosen chariots are readied by Pharaoh's command they're gone and all of a sudden Pharaoh and the leaders have this epiphany Wow! they're gone we don't want them to be gone they are slaves they are the ones who are building the pyramids and and all the things that uh, we're building in this dynasty there are laborers there are farmers and so they decide they're gonna go back after them so 600 chariots look with me at verse 9 the horsemen are ready the armies are dispatched so we have 600 elite charioteers we have all the horsemen We have the army, and here Israel is on the side of the Red Sea, and this huge, massive dust cloud is gathering up behind them, and they're saying, what is that? And let me tell you what it is. It's the Egyptians coming to not only destroy them, but possibly bring them back into captivity. They get out of one place into another place into another place, but God has taken them someplace. Can I hear an amen? So here they are. They're going, chapter 14, verse 1, The Lord spoke to Moses. Verse 13, the Lord speaks to the people, Moses speaks to the people. Now, if you've been with us on this series, this is what we learned. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Verse 13, Moses now speaks to the people. What did he know what to speak to the people? Because in verse 1, he heard the Lord. It's amazing to me that Moses did not know what God was going to do. Th- this is this is a reality for us. We've already read the book, haven't we? And if you hadn't read the book when you were a kid, you've already heard the story, haven't you? God parts the sea. But did you know that they didn't know he was going to do that? Did you know Moses didn't know that he was going to do that? So these people are betwixt and between, between the sea, between the armies of Pharaoh. So the pillar of Cloud by day and fire by night moves from leading them, goes behind them, keeps the Egyptians away for a period of time, and the people go nuts. I'm telling you, they go nuts. Moses, what did you do bringing us out here? It would have been better for us to die in Egypt than to come out here in the wilderness and die. What did you do to us? Have you ever wondered what God's doing with you? And said, God, what are you doing with me? This doesn't seem right. This doesn't seem like this is going well for me. I'm between the sea and the army, and I don't know what to do. I don't know where we're going. And sometimes you and I feel like we're in an impassable place in our life. We're in a dead-end relationship. We're in a dead-end job. We're in a dead-end financial crisis, we don't know how to get through it, how to break the barrier, how to get through what we need to get through, and it seems like it's impassable. And some things are impassable in the natural, but how many of you know with God, all things are possible, even when it looks like it's impassable. And I love when Alice says, well, you mean impossible. No, I mean impassable, because nothing's impossible. You see, we've got to get a mindset that God is so big and God is so great even when we come against those things in our life God is giving us the possibility to get through the impassable things in our life and sometimes you and I think that we will never get there but when you hear the word cancer or divorce or you're laid off we don't need you anymore or I'm, I'm sorry it doesn't look good for your child or your mate or your spouse or you're in transition and you think I don't know if I can make that transition I don't know if I can make that Or your grief is so great I don't know if I can get past the loss the hurt the death the divorce it seems like it's impassable for me but how many of you know it's not impossible and you may not be here today and you may not be there tomorrow you may not be there next week but I'm gonna guarantee you something is around the bend there is a dust cloud that wants to overtake you and you need to get this down in your heart and your soul with God nothing is impossible we're gonna to have to have that my friend God speaks to Moses Moses speaks to the people what is going on look at verse 4 this is so amazing I've never preached this like this and when I'm finished you're saying I don't want you to ever preach it again but anyway this is what's going on Why are we in this tight spot? Verse 4 The Lord said, I want the Egyptians to know that I am the Lord. Verse 18 And the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. What's God saying? They need to know that I am the Lord. All of these false gods of the Egyptians, they're not God. You know, if you follow the writings of Paul, Paul said behind every idol and everything that's not God is a devil. I mean, you do know that everything that's not of God is not of God. And so here he's saying, "Egyptian raw," and all of the gods of the Egyptians are not gods at all. Little g gods are not God at all. He says, I want them to know that I am the Lord. Now, fast forward to verse 31 with me. It's the last verse, I think, of the chapter, pretty close there. He not only wanted the Egyptians to know that he's the Lord, he wanted his people to know that he's the Lord. Now Notice this. He says, I want the Egyptians to know I'm the Lord. He says, I want my people to know that I'm the Lord. Notice the results here. He says, the people feared the Lord, we are talking about awe and reverence, and the people believed the Lord, well yeah, on the backside of the part of the sea, I'm going to believe the Lord. God doesn't want you to just believe when it's over, He wants you to believe when you go into it. Because when you go into it, it's much easier than when you are coming out of it sometimes. But that's usually the most difficult time. Let me give you a verse. This is not uh, in my notes. I I wrote this down this morning because I wanted to share it with you. I thought it was so good. Most of the time when we go to Hebrews, we go to Hebrews chapter 11. Now faith is by faith Abel, by faith uh, Noah, by by faith Enoch, by, by faith Abraham, by faith Moses. But this is a verse in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Now, the word profession in other translations is the word confession. So, profession, confession. Okay, say that with me. Confession, profession, profession, concession. I mean, you know, uh, concession stand, whatever you're thinking here. So the word is similar. Profession, confession. Now let me ask you this question. What do high priests do? Now, it's talking about Jesus being your high priest. Jesus is the ultimate high priest. You and I don't have to go to a priest today to confess our sins. We go to the ultimate high priest. Correct? We, we don't need another sacrifice. We don't need another priest. Jesus Christ is the ultimate sacrifice. He's the ultimate priest. The way that we get to God is through who? Jesus Christ. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me or through me. That's John chapter 14. So the ultimate high priest is Jesus. Now notice this. What do high priests do? They offer things. Correct? So what in this verse is being offered? Notice the text the high priest of our profession the high priest of our confession Christ Jesus this is why it is so important when you're facing the Red Sea and the armies behind you you're facing the the financial crisis you're facing the divorce you're facing the marriage you're facing the children you're facing elderly parents you're facing the job the finance your own inadequacies so what do we do According to Scripture, we make a profession or a confession. That's why the Word is very explicit that we need to have the Word of faith. We need to speak faith. We need to talk faith. Can I hear an amen? We need to give Scriptures out. Like with men, it's important possible but with God all things are possible so what happens my confession goes forth my profession goes forth and what happens it's offered to God there's an offering that goes up just as we would take in the old covenant that lamb or that ram or that bullock or that heifer or that turtle dove or the grain offering or the fruit offering or whatever it is we bring it to the high priest and what does he do he offers it to God right he offers it to God. So when you give your confession or your profession, what happens? That is offered to God. So when you are in that tight place, it is being offered to God. Can I hear amen? That's why we need to understand this. God speaks to Moses, Moses now speaks to the children of Israel because they are freaking out. You brought us out here to kill us. We're going to die out here. And Moses gave the word of the Lord to Israel, not knowing what God was going to do. If you go back, God did not give specifics to say, this is what I'm going to do. Have you ever thought there's things between verses that's not written? Come on. You're reading along there and you think, wonder what was said that's not written here what is not said here is that God delineated this out for Moses let me tell you why I know it because Moses God has to address by saying what are you crying to me for? so here Moses is he goes out before the people hey it's gonna be okay don't fear God spoke to me He's gonna work this out. God, what are we gonna do here? What are we gonna do? How's this gonna work out? I don't know how this is gonna work out. What's gonna happen here? Moses quit crying to me. Take the staff, go out to the sea, hold it up. And a strong east wind blew all night long and when the sun rose the next morning there was a way where there seemed to be no way I'm getting God bumps just thinking about that aren't you what seemed to be impassable and impossible now is passable and possible in the Psalms the Bible says God congealed the waters I always like that verse because I think of Jello. So, so here, here's the massive walls of water. Now you do know there are skeptics that say, now where they where they crossed, it was only three feet deep. Well, praise God, he he destroyed six hundred chariots, all the horsemen, all the army in just a few three feet or four feet of water. You know, what a miracle! But it was deep, and, and here the waters are congealed. And the people are walking through on dry ground, this congealed waterway. Can can you imagine you're walking through and this fish is over here going, (laughs) or there's an octopus, hey, good to see you. Shark says, I'd like to get to you, can't. And and here you go, you're you're passing through the impassable place and, and you get to the other side and the Egyptians finally said, Well, oh, I think we can we can catch him, we're gonna go through there too. Aren't you glad God can make a way where the enemy can't get to you? He thinks he can get there, but he can't get there because God prepares a way for you, but he doesn't prepare a way for the enemy and when they get to the middle of the Red Sea it comes crashing down and on the other side Miriam takes up the timbrel they begin to sing God has thrown both horse and rider into the sea it's the great deliverance of God but let me tell you there was a moment faith was waning there was a moment they were doubting that's why we gotta get this down with God all things are possible let me tell you why because we're headed somewhere you're headed somewhere you've heard me say over and over and over I am not interested in one little bit of being a part of a church that sits on the corner for a hundred years holding hands singing kumbaya that does not interest me one little little bit But I'm interested in infusing the goodness of God in our community, in our schools, with our families, with our marriages, in our county, and in our world. Can I hear an amen? We are headed somewhere. If you're saying, well, I just want to go to a church where we just come and sing a few songs and that's it. Let me refer you somewhere, okay? This is probably not it. We want to impact the nations. We want to impact marriages. We want to impact children and young people. We want to be salt and light in this earth. That's what we're here for. We're headed somewhere. These people are headed somewhere. They weren't for sure where they were going. They'd never been there, but God had them on a journey. You're headed somewhere. And on the journey, you're going to come across some almost impossible impassable times in your life and you're gonna say God can I get through this and here's the good news yes you can you know, yeah I can get through it I'm smart I got money I got power I got prestige I got you know clout well honey good for you but that's not gonna be enough you can't buy your way across the Red Sea you cannot swim yourself across the Red Sea. You cannot be smart enough to get across the Red Sea. You're going to have to have a miracle to get across this sea, and God has it. We are headed somewhere, and God is making us in the process. Aren't you glad? He's he's making something out of us in the process. You see so many churches and so many ministries today, and please don't think I'm being overly critical, but it's almost like this is what we have faith for, what we can get. Right? God is the divine bellhop. We ring the bell, the faith bell, and he shows up. He's the vending machine. You put your faith quarter in the vending machine and out comes a new car. You put your faith a uh, coin in the vending machine and out comes the job and out comes this and out comes that and God's all about blessing us right I mean I'm not against that if he blesses and you don't like it just give it to me I was listening to a guy talk the other day and he said he said I was in my old car and he said I pulled up to this intersection and he says I don't know what was going on but he said I looked around the intersection and he said there was like a Bentley and a Porsche and a Mercedes and he said all around me on the intersection is these dynamic cars that every one of them seemed like it would go for a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars and he said I just blurted it out because I'm a very spiritual believer one day this will all burn up but he said then I said this afterward but before it does I'd sure like to drive one of those yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. But this journey that we're on is going to encounter some difficulty. And through the difficulty, what's God doing? He's making us, He's fashioning us, He's forming us, He's getting us stronger and stronger and stronger. If you were here Wednesday night, we talked about this and we all smiled. You ever tried to go on a diet and you didn't do so good? And you begin to eat things that you didn't normally eat, like broccoli and cauliflower and cabbage, and you stunk up the house in more than one way. <laughs> y'all are so holy. And then you refrained yourself from eating other things. And you say, man, this is tough. I mean, I'm not getting to eat what I want to eat. I'm eating things I don't want to eat. But you're in process. And and you're going to like the end results, right? And and then you get on an exercise program. And so you start saying, i got to get up early or i got to stay up late. And and I'm going to exercise. And I'm going to lift weights. And I'm going to ride the bike. And I'm going to jog. And I'm going to run. And and I'm going to do calisthenics. And I'm going to buy a treadmill. It's a good place to hang your clothes. And... uh, yeah and then you wake up the next morning and you're sore and you hurt and there's pain but you like the end result because after the dieting and after the exercise this is what you find yourself doing you get up in the morning and you look in the mirror and you kinda go I'm kinda looking good here and you start do a little flexing Suck your belly in a little bit more. Process is horrible. End result's good. The trip from Egypt to the promised land, not so good. But to arrive, good. You are in process. God is taking you somewhere, and in the middle of taking you somewhere, he's not just interested in giving you something, he's interested in making you something he's making you something he's making me something we're stronger today we're wiser today we're more mature today we understand more why God's been making us through the process we're we're like the clay on the potter's wheel and Isaiah gives us this vivid illustration and if the clay could speak the clay would say hey you're squeezing me too hard A lot of pressure here God I don't know if this is what I'm really gonna be but you know, it seemed like it's a tough sell for me. And then if the potter would speak to the clay, he says, Hang on here, you're gonna you're gonna like the end results of this. You're gonna like what you're gonna become here. I know it's tough now, but when I'm finished with you, you're gonna be much better than when you started, right? So we're headed somewhere. He's making something out of us in the process of taking us there, and the way is not always easy when Jesus said you will have tribulation then we know the way will not always be easy. It wasn't easy for Moses, it wasn't easy for Joshua, it's not going to be easy for you. If you think that you're going to slide into glory without any trials and tribulations, think again. But this is what I do know, when you get there, you'll be a much better person than when you started the journey. You'll be more compassionate, you'll be wiser, God's going to do something amazing in your life because you are headed somewhere. He's making something out of you. And even though though you go through the difficulties, it's going to be okay because he's going to take some things out of you, put some things in you, and you're going to be a greater person than you were where you started. And and something else here. You're going to be having a greater capacity for faith because you know what God has done in the past, so he's very capable of doing that in your future. Let me give you a Give a song here. I, I know most of you know who Chris Tomlin and he is a singer and a musician and a, a songwriter and he wrote a song called "Impossible Things." And here's some of the lyrics: One word and the walls start falling. One word and the blind will see one word in the sinner's forgiving because you do impossible things there is no healer like the Lord our maker there's no equal to the king of kings our God is with us we will fear no evil because you do the impossible things you heal the brokenhearted you set the captive free you lift the heavy burden and even now you're lifting me even now you're lifting me because you do the impossible things God does the impossible things. When it seems like it's impassable, you and I have to step up and say, it looks impassable, but with God, all things are what? Possible. Is it possible to build a dynamic, great, thriving church in the middle of a cow pasture? It's possible. Is it possible for someone like me to become a man of God? It's possible. Is it possible for a young lady like you, or a young man like you, or somebody who just became a Christ follower at 70 to even do anything good for God in their latter years? It's possible. Is it possible for an 80 year old, quote, failure that is a murderer who left in exile to do something amazing? think so because we talked about him this morning. Do you realize that Moses' greatest years did not even start until he was 80 years old? So when you think you're washed up, God's saying, honey, I'm just getting ready to use you. Is that scaring you? I'm just getting ready to get you cranked up. Or if you're 16 years old and say, well, you know, I still got acne, God can't use me. And God comes along to a young man by the name of David and says, oh David, listen, I know you think it's not possible, but with me all things are possible. You see, I don't know what the future holds. There's hurricanes in Southeast Texas. There's a nut job in North Korea. There's terrorists in Spain. There's rednecks in Oklahoma. (laughs) I, I don't know where the next issue will be, do you? But all of that's really unstable. It's unknown but here's where your stability is. Here's where your strength is. It's not in the government, goodness gracious. It's not in Congress. It's not on Wall Street. Your confidence needs to be in God. It can't be in the preacher, can't be in the, elders or the deacons or other church folks, this is what will happen. We'll let you down. We'll disappoint you. You're not serving because of me and you're not serving because of anybody else. You're serving because of God. And with God, all things are possible. Bow your head with me.